0: there's only one thing i would say like in terms of mechanics that surprised me so i would say we shouldn't talk about that and that's the thing that brian just unlocked okay because i wasn't ready for that to happen yeah yeah Uh, because the bazooka yeah but you get a fucking a a bfg and you just start like mowing people down
1: Uh, hey everyone, welcome to uh, No Refunds episode fifty-three B minus. I think it's fifty-three. It might be fifty-two. Uh, anyway, I'm Brian. I'm not a normal person on this podcast. I'm the guest, uh, and I'd like to introduce Dwight. <laughs> what, what the fuck is this? And I also want to introduce Alex. And today. We're gonna be talking about Ghost of Tsushima, which we wanted to talk about on the previous episode when we were all together, but we didn't want to bore Tiffany and we had a really good discussion anyway. So we decided to postpone the discussion.
0: Right. We're Uh, we're doing a little mini sode just about this game.
1: Yeah, it's that important. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) I don't know. We just wanted to talk about it. Listen to find out.
0: (laughs) Have we done something like this before where we did like a, a a one little like mini episode to talk about something
2: tiffany and i have done a shorter episode where we talked about the room and um you did have a power rangers episode which i
1: think i would put as the closest thing to this
0: well the the power that rangers episode, episode. we talked about power rangers and beauty and the beast in a full episode it was oh. just me and tiffany yeah and the oh, one okay. i'm talking about was
2: just tiffany and me as well right okay
0: i'm just trying to remember if we ever did an episode where like we had something we wanted to talk about that we went too long, and then we went, I still want to talk about this. Let's do, let's do like a mini episode. I don't think we had, I
2: don't think so. I think the only time that we've come close to doing something like this was when we were going to record two episodes back to back, and then right. um, we ended up not recording two because we did that a couple of times where we got tired, basically. Like, well, we, it was well, a little that bit one much. was.
0: That one was where we learned our experience of we always need to do whatever we're going to do with Tiffany first. Yes. Because that was we recorded our episode about it. And then we were going to do a no refunds episode. And Tiffany was asleep. Yes. And so you and I just played Tetris 99 all night.
2: Exactly. Yeah. And there was a, there was one other one, I think, where we were going to do it as well. And we just right. didn't because yeah, it, it, it got too late and we were all really tired. Um, So that's exactly why uh, that is the reason why this has been spun off, because of what Brian said earlier, where uh, we are not going to bore Tiffany. So we are we are doing this specifically on its own, which is going to be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. So. Uh do we do we have any emails from the fans? Uh, let me check. Oh, wait, we don't have to do all that. So. No
0: emails no. happen on like full episodes. Yes, we, okay. we're we're e-mails usually very
2: specific the- about that. But we do have we have two emails actually. But look for those on the next on the next episode, the next full episode. Maybe with one of them. That's a big old spoiler that you're just dropping right there. am. you're just
0: dropping spoilers, man.
2: that's called a teaser. It's not a spoiler. It's a Teaser. We're Teasing it. That's yeah. You'll have to cut it together
1: dramatically to get people. to
2: see. dun one dun 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 Star so go to email too.
0: We're gonna talk about <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Uh for those who are not aware, I guess we can explain what that is. It's a PlayStation or a Sony exclusive. Uh adventure game i guess i would call it sort of action adventure Mm -hmm. um it's in the same vein as other map fucking simulators (laughs) 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 to to steal from that's a that's a joke from penny arcade i think but anyway the whole idea is you're exploring a big map uh and as you do you're revealing story events and your character is getting more powerful and that's kind of the the basic drive
0: yeah so so this one is uh it takes place in like feudal japan and you are a Samurai that in like the opening cutscene, yeah, in like all century you, Japan, yeah. Yeah, you and all your Samurai buddies are fighting against the Mongols on the beaches of Komoda. and uh, like in the opening scene of the mo- or movie game, <laughs> like all the samurai are annihilated. And you only survive because you get saved by this, this lady Yuna. Who then like starts teaching you uh, the her like way of life, which doesn't always survival focus. Right. Isn't doesn't always abide by the samurai code, but is very survival focused and about, you know, doing what is right, not necessarily what is honorable. And that's kind of a, a through line theme of the story. Um, but we're not really here to talk about the story so much as talk about the game and the mechanics because th- I feel like that's where this game thrives.
2: And that's mostly wow. my fault because I uh, have not finished the game yet. <laughs> I am still in Act 1. This I, game yeah, is, seems very still, long.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty long game. You'll still experience the tension, though, because like kind of throughout the game, even as a player, um, at least in my experience, there's a tension between the two sort of play styles Mm -hmm. that mirrors the theme of the story and so there's sort of the honorable quote-unquote samurai style of fighting which is you know calling out your opponents and just like brawling them Mm -hmm. basically versus like the stealth action stuff
2: yeah yeah i have encountered some of the stealth stuff where it seems like the game not that the game itself is um punishing you for doing it but the the character is internalizing what he is doing and why he is doing it and how it conflicts with the way that he was brought up and taught and that's what i've um, experienced a little bit of
0: right so like you play this character of uh jin sakai who is the nephew of uh lord shimura who is the jito is jito the right word He's like the ruler of this island of Tsushima. Mm.
2: He's the mayor and of the island. What? <laughs> He's like the mayor of the island. Yeah. I, He's I sort think- of the feudal lord
1: un- underneath the shogun of Japan. Right. It's right. like he reports to the
0: shogun. I think they use the word Jito, but that might be wrong. But um, so like you've been brought up with all this honor and you know, doing what is honorable, dying with honor. You know, all those typical Japanese uh, feudal Japanese like Like samurai tropes right and um, so when you start going through all these um, like assassination techniques and what would be deemed uh, dishonorable by samurai you start having flashbacks to your uncle raising you that happens early in the game, so yeah, it's during the like, spoiler. Yeah, I, that spoiler. Yeah, I yeah, did
2: that once. It. I I killed someone, and then like I, it was out of the tutorial, and like I flashed yeah. into it, and like my my uncle was like, basically, he was just like, no, and I was like, oh yeah. no, I felt horrible for doing it. After that, yeah. I was like, but I have to to infiltrate this base that I'm coming up against.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um. One one thing that I really really enjoyed about this game, uh, among many things that I enjoyed, I I love this game. I'm just gonna. Like, blanket statement. I love this game. I've already beaten it. I bought it after Brian, I think. And I, 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 like, blew past him, mostly because I don't have a job, but also just because I didn't want to stop playing the game. Um, one of the things I loved about the game was how there's, like, four different characters that you follow their story through, like, um, playing their side quests um there's lady masako there's a lord ishi ishi uh the bow guy uh mm-hmm. i don't remember the guy who runs name. the dojo yeah um a there's dojo. there's yuna yeah. um i feel like i'm forgetting someone
1: uh there's well yeah there's the, another one in the second zone that right you yep. get introduced to so th- yeah,
0: there's like four two people and and you follow them you only know two of those people
2: yes okay
0: um so you follow those people and each person when you're playing with them each like those missions have their own play style to them and they like like they kind of drive you to play in a certain way that is almost like that person's teaching you how to play their their style of the game. So, like, Ishikawa's all about bow, bow stuff because he's a master bowman. So pretty much every mission you do with him, you don't have to do it with the bow, but it definitely benefits you to get better with the bow. So, like, I, I found it really interesting how every time I went into a new side quest. I was just like, oh, I know how I'm gonna have to play this and I wonder what they're gonna teach me that's gonna be new and fun. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I I really enjoyed doing all that and then whenever I wasn't in a side mission, how that molded how I played the game because like you'd pick up certain certain like ticks from doing somebody's side mission, you're like, yeah, that's gonna carry over into how I am, and then like you're forming your own playstyle,
2: your own samurai code, as it right, were, right. which is kind of cool. I, I, I like the idea of that, where like the game through learning the mechanics is uh basically allowing you to filter down into a specific playstyle, which is nice. It's nice when games give you the options of how to. Uh, approach um, the problems that you're presented. So one of the things, very standard game design thing, this is like a video ass video game. Like this is like a, like if you <laughs> if you went to 2015 and took like the a stellar example of a video game back then and plucked it to now and just like spit polished it, this is like, a, not boilerplate, but it's like a very fun video game from that yeah. standpoint. Um, but like the idea of like, if you come to like a, an encampment of um, the bad guys, and you can either like samurai it and just walk up to the front gate and just like mow them all down like a boulder, like going through the the camp, or you can sneak in and try and find some of the maybe the the bonus objectives and and get a little bit of extra XP that way, uh, utilizing your your stealth of, uh, abilities. Uh, you know, you can go with like spec that way. It's it's yeah. nice to give you the freedom, and some games don't do that, or they're more limiting in the sense that like. You actually don't get like skill points, and you just kind of are figuring stuff out. But this one is, yep. you can specifically spec yourself in a cool way. For sure, nice. I think
1: I I really appreciated that this game plays the balance between the two quite well, and it doesn't it doesn't like it, it doesn't close off options even as you get further into the game. Mm-hmm. So if you choose a certain play style, like especially in the first zone, you're sort of like figuring out which play style you enjoy most. Um, And as you get later into the game and you get further into the tech tree, basically, you start to just like almost accidentally start leveling up the other skills. And so, or like, you know, incidentally, not accidentally. Mm -hmm. Um, And as a result, you start to see like why those are fun. And you start to get this like hybrid sort of build between the two which i yep. think i i am starting to realize that not only does that mirror the theme but they made that like jin's journey like his right. personal journey which yeah. is really cool it's it's really cool to see um i am curious of dwight your first impressions like going through you're in you're in the first section of the game for those listening. I'm in the second section and then Alex has beaten the third section. Mm-hmm. Right. So we all have had kind of like different chunks of experiences yep. and I'm curious to see sort of your first impressions compared to like my current impressions and see if that rings true all the way through to the end of the game. <laughs> right. Um, for,
2: yeah, so right yeah. now for me the the big thing that I'm doing is um I mentioned this off air before we started. Uh the way that I play video games is uh, i don't know if it's typical uh, stereotypical atypical uh, who knows but if if there is a marker on the map that i know about and can reach i have to clear that before i will advance in the story so as of right now i'm basically just playing like um fog of war the game where i'm like going around the island and trying to clear all of the fog before i i advance to to another thing and it's to a point where like if i get to a place where It's like, oh, this side mission either looks like it's important or it's something that I need um, that ties into a story later or like I haven't been told about them because it seems like there's two ways to figure out how to do a side mission. Somebody will – you either like save a peasant on the road or you encounter somebody in a village and they're like, hey, I heard about this thing and boop, it'll appear on your map or you can just stumble upon it um, uh, naturally. So if I do that and I feel like it's not – the time for me to do that, I'll, I'll kind of go around it and just like come back to it later. Um, so right now I'm just like all discovery and exploration and it's really just, um, living in this world, breathing in this world. The, the environments are uh, even in this first area are amazingly varied. Like you're going from like a beautiful golden forest, one section, and then kind of like a swampy swamp, another, and then you've got like these sheer cliffs that are by a beach. Um, that, and it's all gorgeous, which is, you know, it's a brand new modern video game. Uh, Sucker Punch is the people who created this one. They knocked it out of the park, at least vi- uh, visually. Um, there are some staged moments that you can come across. Specifically, I'm thinking of like the haikus. Um, and I yeah. love doing those just because I'm like, oh, because I'll, I'll, you'll show up to them at nighttime. And it's this little marker. And then you'll sit down at it and you'll go into this like haiku mini game and it the camera automatically changes um they they adjust the time of day they make it a really yeah, cinematic yeah. look and those have been like some of the most beautiful sections of the game for me and then there's also times where this is a, a game it's very much in the vein of um, breath of the wild to mm-hmm. an extent where uh, i'll be uh, i'll be going down a path and then i see this big red oak or maple, this big red maple on the top of a mountain. And I was like, well, I have to get up there and I have to do that right now. And it's like a shrine. (laughs) Um, And so that type of like, as you're going around and if you see something, you can get to it is really cool. I've only encountered once where um, I've started going up a mountain and then a big message like shattering the immersion, which they've done really, really well. Um, It's just like, you do not have the required equipment to get this, which I really appreciate. They let me know. Because yeah. I I would have been so frustrated if I had like been smashing my head against that rock trying over and over to get up there. For sure. I don't know if I'm even making sense at this point about what I like about the game, but it's it's pretty, and I like exploring. That's really where I, where I am right now is the exploration <laughs> yeah. portion of this game. So
1: aesthetics is like we can kind of dive into the the sub discussion of like the progression uh kind of collectibles that you find on the map Mm -hmm. at at some point but aesthetics is a great place to start i think and that's something alex and i i I think have consistently said to each other is that not only is it beautiful but it is surprising in a way that is super impressive to me um especially like i noticed that they they had to have had a lot of study of like sight lines and design of sight lines almost like an architecture background or like I talked about uh, theme parks because like the game is a little bit theme parky and theme parks design themselves to be like you know you walk in through this gate and you see an impressive like sight line when you walk in mm-hmm. and the game does that a lot it yeah. does it very well um, yeah. And there are definitely moments that like one of the moments that stood out to me was riding through the Pampas grass and Jin just like reaches down and touches the grass and oh, like cool. hangs out on his horse and like then he just like goes back to riding normally. And like that's just such a simple like thing. And if I would have had the wherewithal, I would have paused the camera and like snapped a photo. But <laughs> yeah. I was just like impressed at the time. So
2: the number of times um, that I've been like, oh, I'm going to do camera mode right now has been huge. I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I, um, for me, I've been, I've been streaming. I've, I think I streamed almost every minute that I played this game. Oh, cool. Through, di-
2: through Discord. Oh, I was, I didn't see it on Twitch.
0: Yeah. I, I wasn't streaming on Twitch because I was playing for like nine hours a day, every day, just <laughs> from the moment I rolled out of bed until I got tired of playing. Um, uh, and so I would go in Discord and I would stream because a lot of my friends are pretty much everyone's working from home. And it's nice to just have something on the on a second monitor while you're doing work that you can just like look at and be like, look at how cool this is. And like Brian's already play had already played like the entire first section of the game. Um by the time I had mostly gotten into it. Um, so he watched me through most of that, but I I got past him. But he still kind of watched it because a lot of it, like you said, is just exploration. It's not it's not really spoilery. But um, when whenever whenever I would um like take a break to go have lunch or go pee or like you know drop a deuce, um, I would go into photo mode and set up like a really pretty tableau so if anybody came in and watched or was watching they'd have something pretty to look at that's awesome so i've i've played around with a uh, photo mode a bunch and it is it is gorgeous like most of the time i had Jin in the photo but every once in a while i would just like move him out of frame and just look at the landscapes yeah and yeah. the like buildings and just it's it's so this this game is gorgeous this game is absolutely gorgeous and um the the thing that i wanted to talk about in terms of like the visuals is something that dwight kind of brought up earlier um just how many different like biomes that they've crammed in but but i want to go even bigger like it's not just in the first zone the first zone you feel like there's they've hit everything they possibly could have done and you're just like if the second zone looks exactly like this i don't care i would be still gonna be awesome yeah and then you go into the second zone and it like every single place feels new
2: it's completely different it's
0: completely different and then you go into the third zone and everything looks new you're just like how did they come up with so much different shit to show me And make me my draw like hit the jaw hit the floor every time I go into a new area and it and it looks completely different. It like it really blew my mind every time I'm like I'm on my horse and I'm riding and then I hit a new field and I'm like, holy shit, nothing looks familiar.
2: I'm really excited to get to deal with that. Um, I listened to another podcast where they were just talking about the game generally. And one of the things that they mentioned was, or one of the guys was talking about how he was just curious as to how big the actual location was. And he, in the second location, he got on his horse and he rode from bottom to top and it took him a half an hour. And that wow. is a long time to me to just for yep. travel in general, and I've actually been doing a lot of my travel on foot because um, I'm still exploring and I'm, I'm I want to make sure I don't miss anything as I'm going through it. But so just like the the sheer size of this game also seems incredible. How long do you think it took you to actually beat it, Alex? And did that you hundred percent it?
0: Question. I I have I have the platinum. Nice. So, um, I would say. I started on Wednesday of last week, and okay. I finished yesterday, which was also Wednesday. So uh, I would say I played nine hours a day every day for seven days. Wow. That's awesome. So uh, going to take 30, me a while. What am I at? Uh, 60, 63 hours? That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> it, does that add up? uh
1: yeah i rounded it to 10 in my head and that's 70 so
0: okay so yeah let's just say seven let's say 70 hours it took me and that was i my play style is very similar to yours i actually when brian and i were talking about doing the podcast i was like dwight and i definitely play the game the same way and you you play it differently yeah
1: i not at all do i play it that way do you mainline like story uh, me so what I have been doing is I pick one of like the character portrait chevrons mm-hmm. on the map, and I'll ride from one place towards that chevron, trying to hit, uh, or trying to reveal map on the way. Mm-hmm. And I'll stop at stuff if it's along the way, right. and then I'll do the character chevron, which mm-hmm. typically reveals a bunch of question marks. Yep. I'll do those. Go to the next character yep. chevron. And so cool, on. that cool. makes sense.
0: one thing that i i was like as i got further into the game i realized that the best way to find question marks is to clear the the red chevrons because when you clear a red chevron it shows you the entire area around it um so like as i got into the second section and especially the third section i stopped doing my usual exploration style that i did for the entire first section (laughs) and i just went like balls to the walls on you know actual chevrons that were either side quests or like character pictures or the the gold ones
1: i do leave the gold ones for for the last
0: part yeah (laughs) yeah. i i save save the story stuff for last because the side stuff is way more important
1: i'll still do the gold ones but like it's pretty clear when you're nearing the end of like the gold path Oh, okay you know for a zone for the most part it's Mm -hmm. clear and then when i get close to or what i think is close to the end of like the gold path for the zone Mm -hmm. i'll i'll make sure to clear out the rest of the character chevrons and then right
2: now now another interesting thing about this movie or not movie uh, spoiler alert! Is where I'm going. Um, another interesting thing about this game is it clearly uh, draws a lot of inspiration from classic samurai um, film. Uh, right. One of the the Absolutely. modes in the game is an Akira uh, Kurosawa film or yeah, uh, right. Kurosawa. Uh, it's our, our, our style mode. and yep. one of my favorite things about that in general i i'm not playing in it i'm if i ever replay this game though that's 100 how i am playing but if you <laughs> in in the uh, when you're starting the game it gives you the option of you know how you want it to look and one of them is uh kurosawa and uh there's these banners in, um, in this select screen and it, as soon as you go over to kurosawa the wind picks up because wind is a big theme in uh kurosawa's films and he used it to right. like great effect type of deal like Going like tides turning in battle and that type of thing. Um,
0: but- I actually, um, I actually started playing in Kurosawa
2: mode. Nice. I played,
0: I played probably my first hour or so of the game in Kurosawa mode.
2: Was it very windy?
0: It was awesome. It was windy. It was the, they had film grain in, in the visuals. They had the like audio went into mono.
2: That's awesome. Just, like, oh, that's so was, cool.
0: It was very it it made me want to watch like seven samurai which is one of my favorite movies i was just like i'm so in uh the only reason i shut it off is because um color to me started to play too much of a role in like combat like uh, a parryable versus Mm unparryable attacks yeah are literally the same symbol but in different <laughs> colors
1: yeah range attack warnings that's right sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah like all the all the warnings and stuff it's just so much easier to pick up on and that, now that i like know what to look for in terms of attacks that are parable versus unparable i could probably play in Cursor mode but once i got to a certain point like i kept dying a lot and i was just like what the fuck am i doing wrong and, I, like, I, I switched it off, and I don't regret it. Um, well, but the
1: color is also so impressive, Yes. like, in the game. And yeah. there are quite a lot
0: that rely on it. Yep.
1: It's kind I, of...
0: I actually, I made a point to Brian. I was like, I wish there was a way to blend Kurosawa mode and regular mode yeah. in the game, because I feel like there are parts of the game that lend themselves to Kurosawa mode, mm-hmm. And would be really cool if it would just like auto transition in. Or if you had
1: like a hotkey or something on the controller to just... Like
0: like standoffs. Every time I went into a standoff, I was just like, (laughs) I want this to be Kurosawa mode immediately. Like the moment I hit up on my D-pad to start a standoff, I just wanted to go into Kurosawa mode because that feels right. Or like a lot of the duels... Um, yeah. I, a lot of the duels i actually put it into kurosawa mode oh that's smart because i j- i was just like yeah this this feels right and you know i i having done all the duels now i realized i would have lost some things in some of them
1: for sure yeah but
0: for the most part i feel like it would have it would have just felt more uh, i don't know authentic's the wrong <laughs> word <laughs> N- um nostalgic i i just it sure. would have felt great but i wish there was a way to like hot swap between them instead of having to hit like options display kurosawa cursor mode on it's like uh
2: yeah i totally yeah. agree but,
0: um, um now my question for you dwight mm-hmm. what kind of audio do you have on
2: Uh, I have it set to soundbar because I have a soundbar.
0: No, sorry, sorry. In terms of uh, language.
2: Oh, Oh. so here's uh, English. I have. I always okay. said to English. Uh, if I replayed it, I would do it in Japanese as well. I'm part of me wants to change it to Japanese for a little while because, and I, I don't know if this is where your your question is going, but one of the things I noticed is they they synced the mouths to the to the audio incredibly well, and so I'm curious mm-hmm. if we go to Japanese if they change the uh, the voiceover. Oh, they didn't. Oh, boo! <laughs> no. I was hoping so, that they would like change it to you know Japanese so uh, mouths. The game-
0: the game was animated for English English audio. Oh. It was intentionally animated to be in English because it was done by a western company and it, so it was originally the English voice actors did it and that's how they animated it. So, um I know what Ryan and of- I brian and i have both been playing on japanese audio yeah,
1: first thing was switch to japanese with subtitles well
0: for me when i when i turned it into kurosawa mode it automatically turned on oh really japanese yeah. audio so nice. i i didn't hear english audio until i went i like i noticed that the mails were off and i was like oh, i wonder and i switched it and i went yeah this doesn't feel right and i just <laughs> put i put japanese audio back on i was just like nope japanese audio is. Uh, english subtitles and that's what i've been doing the whole time
1: so now i'm curious like is the english voice acting good yeah like it,
2: it, it seems really good i i would assume that they got asian actors to do the voices just based on like the accenting that we're hearing because it, it's mm. not like a straight american accent it it has the the cadence and the tone of uh, of a non-native speaker so it, right. it feels authentic in that sense like you're watching a, a dubbed or a, not a dubbed movie actually like you're watching like a, a native speaker speak in, in english Mm -hmm. Uh, so i have liked it for the most part i I was like incredibly torn uh, as to what to do between the english and the japanese because traditionally i do like watching anime in japanese and that type of stuff like if i watch a, a a foreign film i tend to not do the the sub or the dubbed version but for whatever reason i think it was because i was thinking like it is an american game i'm just gonna stick with this for now and maybe i'll change right. it but as of right yeah. now I'm, I'm happy with the choice and what if i said if i like i said if i ever replay it 100 it's going to be kurosawa so japanese
0: I, uh, personally i i loved playing it with the japanese audio i uh yeah, I it did really too. it like upped my immersion like a thousand percent <laughs> it just it May I think I felt more shame getting yelled at by my uncle in like the 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 uh flashbacks, you know, because it was all in Japanese and I was just like, oh my god. Uh it just feels it feels so right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I loved it too. I I yeah, I, well, I, I think sucked. I'm curious about the English because I'm sure they spent A good amount of money getting like real ass voice actors doing it you know um Mm -hmm. but yeah the japanese sounds great too so um yeah yeah. so one thing i am curious like so on the topic of collectibles we talked a little bit about haikus Mm -hmm. and those are like uh kind of a unique and and interesting collectible in that they are entirely (laughs) cosmetic um like you don't have to do those at all like there's not really you know a mechanical yeah. reason to do it but,
2: yeah you're but, not getting anything like you're not getting like a stat bonus or anything it's literally just a cosmetic item yeah. but
0: your favorite headband came from a haiku brian
1: absolutely
2: yeah <laughs> the, <laughs> which one is it i don't know if i've got it my favorite one was literally the first one i got which was the golden one and that's easily oh, nice. my favorite at this point right on um, yeah do, do they change actually is that that's a good question does do they change based on the haiku that you make or are they all a standard haiku? i don't
1: think so yeah i, I, I think do. you get the same one regardless of the haiku that you i make. think so. i
2: think i'm overthinking some of like the potential choices that you could have in this game because there was one mission that i was on where it was like do this extra thing and i don't think i did it but the way that the mission was set up, it made it feel like that if I had done that, that other thing, something else could have happened. I, I don't remember which one it was, though. I should have t- taken notes. Um, but like, it sounds like there isn't really that much of openness to it. A lot of those extra things are just bonus experience. I I, I know yeah. which one it was. It was the... um. It was the one, yeah, for the the bonus things. Uh, it was the one where the you go to a house and there's a woman who's like, bandits came and stole my food. And do you remember oh, that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. And so like, it it seemed like the game was presenting you with two options where you could go and try and steal the food back without in, without uh, attacking the bandits or you could do what i did which was i was riding through a thing saw my ability for a standoff said fuck yeah standoff and it happened to be the bandits and then i just slaughtered them all yeah. so i didn't yeah. know if like if i had snuck in and done something differently if that would have affected the outcome of the mission yeah um, that
1: i don't know because i think i did the same thing you did
2: and i i am curious to find out like i definitely fought them Right. I, the, the dialogue I that I, Yeah, the dialogue that he said was like they didn't give me a choice or something like that. So I don't know oh. if that's the actual dialogue or if like it can change because you know, we live in the future now where you can have multiple dialogue options. We right. live
0: in the future?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's you the people know, who are, the people who are listening to this are living in the future. Oh, wow. We're talking into the yeah. ether. Yeah, so
1: the the haiku despite it being not mechanically advanta- advantageous at all um i think is to, to alex's previous point too like it's such an important part of the game like yeah. just it forces you to like sit down and realize like how beautiful this game is and how much work went into it yep. um, and it also gives you insight into Jin if you're paying attention right it, it, yep. it gives you insight into like his mindset and the same is true with like the hot tubs, though yep. those do give you <laughs> hot tubs an actual mechanical advantage too. Yeah. Yes. Um,
0: for for me, in terms of like the the question marks on the map that gave me the most satisfaction, yeah. um, The bamboo strikes; those those mini games are so. I mean it's it's a simple concept, but they're so much fun. Every yeah. time I came to a bamboo strike, I got super excited because I was like oh man, I get to do this. And yeah, yeah, like there was a, like you said, a game advantage to doing them, but like mm-hmm. I loved them. I could have done it's like satisfying. a thousand of them.
1: Absolutely. It, well, that's the thing is like they're just challenging enough so that they just barely don't wear out their welcome. Like Because right. I get frustrated and right as I get frustrated, I finish it. Right. And that's like, it's the
2: perfect like. That's pretty thematic though for what you're actually doing. So. Yeah, I yep. guess so. Yeah. No. that's fantastic
1: yeah. have you had much experience with the bamboo strikes yet
2: i found my first one last night i've done two now so yes i know All what right. you're talking about i know what a bamboo strike is cool um, I, I do like I, what you're talking about though with the hot springs like when you get into them and you have like those like introspective moments uh, that's yeah. always great as well
1: plus a plus a plus booty samurai booty
2: yeah and-
0: and they cut to black right before you see his dong f minus for upset- that it upsets me so bad like <laughs> i want to see Jin hang dong
2: i agree or at it's least it's
1: gonna be a mod when it comes out for pc
2: like they they have like that um the, like the maple leaf like right in front of him every single time but he never gets high enough to where it would even need to actually be covering him at least that's what right. I, I i remember right. why have it there if you're not gonna just let it cover it like be artful i don't know,
0: man. <laughs> um. The the other so in terms of collectibles we've covered hot springs we've covered or collectibles question marks on the map haikus we've covered hot springs we've covered bamboo strikes what are, uh fox dens oh those so are cute I, I know Brian said that he had it took him a little while to figure them out um because he watched me do my first one and I was like oh fox I should probably follow it and he goes. I'm embarrassed to admit that it took me a lot longer than you to figure that out.
2: <laughs> I didn't run into one until I had been told to follow animals. Like, that oh. was, like, because uh, I went to like that main town. And as soon as I hit hit that main town, like there was not that the main town, but the town where you can buy things at first. And no. uh, when I was riding up to it, I found a little bird and I was like, oh, cool, that's neat. Um, and then I went in and somebody said, I don't know if I overheard them or if I actually talked to them, but they were like, the animals in the forest will lead you to secrets. And so I went outside, found that bird and then it took me to a hot spring. And I was like, awesome. Right. So every time I run into an animal, follow it. And which is really just the birds yeah. and the foxes. Is yeah, there yeah. more? The foxes.
0: don't
2: follow bears <laughs> Ooh, those are hard i killed They're one last you. night but they yeah those in like the i had a hard time with the pigs for or the wild boars i'm sure there.
0: But yeah, yeah getting the triple boar is like uh, unheard of
2: yeah it's
1: yeah. rare um yeah so so with um with the foxes what i thought was happening was like I thought I was scaring the fox away from where it was supposed to be. Yeah, oh. so I came across it. It was like running away, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I'll just like go over here and crouch and wait for it to like. And it does. It comes back to you, and then it like hops to get your attention. And I was right. like, "Oh, so I should do something now." And then I like get up, and it would run, and I was like, "Oh, okay,"
0: <laughs> again.
1: you know. And then eventually, I just like chased it down. And I was like, "Oh, this um- is." yeah
0: but but speaking of birds dwight yes um uh how how many times have you had to follow the bird uh and how do you feel about that mechanic (sighs)
2: um i I thought it was cute at first because the very first thing that i did like i said took me to a hot spring which which was awesome Yep. i feel like 80 percent of the time maybe 90 percent of the time every other time that i've found a bird it has been as i am riding to a question mark and it's like hey here come to this question mark that I was already going to, it, like, takes me to a fox <laughs> right. den, or it takes me to, like, a settlement, sure. and I'm just, like, w- yep. I... W- I, th- w- I thought it was secrets, not things on the map, which is yes. why I was cool with the, the other one. Um, but speaking of the animals, uh, or speaking of, of uh, finding mechanics, um, I haven't unlocked many of the the wind options, but that's... I like that right. a lot, because right. in this game, instead of a mini-map, you, have, you can pause and go to a, a large map, but... When you're when you're moving around the ma- the main map, you just swipe up on your touchpad and then the wind will blow in the direction of whatever marker you've set, which is a really yeah. cu- uh, cool and elegant way of incorporating travel, I think. Yeah, for sure. The wind is an excellent like
1: discovery compass mechanic type thing. And I agree that with the the, the bird discussion, like I liked the idea a lot. But it got extremely frustrating extremely quickly. Like, oh, yeah. It it was like, okay, so this bird is just going to lead me to like this thing that I was already going to, or it's going to clip through some trees and get stuck, or it's going to clip through. You know this mountain that it wants me to climb and then i have
2: to find my own way anyway and it's yep. like i haven't you know, encountered that like yet that. don't you That's love right. that it's that is 2020 and we're still running into the problem of like characters clipping through scenery and like i remember yes. when when the Wii came out uh, i was in college and we were playing red steel um which is a shitty shitty game but one of the things that we were playing the multiplayer and there was a point when one of my my roommates uh, ran up to a door and the, the hand stuck through the door with the gun. And, and he said then, like, I can't believe we haven't solved the problem of people clipping through doors yet. And it's now 12, 12 <laughs> years later, 13 years later, and we're still running into this bullshit of, like, things just clipping where they're not supposed to. It's interesting. To um, always will with my lower priority stuff yeah. like that. Like Yeah, it is a but, massive overworld game, so mm, open thing- world.
0: The thing with the birds for me was every time, pretty much every time I I chose to follow it. Because sometimes I'd notice it and I'd just be like, no, fuck you, bird. I know you want me to go to that hot spring that I can see is right over there. So, no, fuck you. But every time I would choose to follow it, it would take me to a building or something. And then I'd look around and not find anything. (laughs) And I would be like, why did you lead me here? There was like one time that I followed the a bird, or I, I, th- I probably did it four or five times. I followed a bird to a building, looked around, didn't find anything, just left. And then it led me back to the same building, and I looked around and didn't find anything. And it took me fucking forever. And then I figured it out. And then the next couple times that it brought me to a building, I just went, okay, I guess I'm going to check the same spot. And it's always in the same spot. So like... <laughs> Whenever you can't find uh, where the bird's try to lead you, just kill yourself. If,
2: if we're going to talk gripes, I, I have two uh, that I can okay. think of off the top of my head. The, the first one is my major one, which is um, I feel like the size of your character is too big. Um, I feel like he takes up a lot of the screen. And there are times when I'm like riding my horse that either the, the camera feels sticky or I can't get it to quite go the way I want or like I'm blocking uh, a good portion of, of where I'm riding. And so when I'm riding, I'm like, I like to be looking for the flowers. I like to be looking for all the little shiny things that I can see, yep. or I want to, like I was saying earlier, we're like, I'll, I'll be going around and like, I see something off in the distance and like, I can't quite get the camera to that like sweet spot where I can see where I'm going. Plus a little bit of the sky. And so I can see what's going on. And it just feels like if your character was like, if you could just zoom the camera out a little bit for any of it, I would be much more appreciative of that because there's only like, and same thing in like combat. Um, I don't know if this is more of a, a style. It's probably more of a stylistic choice, but like your camera is always dead center and there's no like lock on op. If maybe there is, and I just don't know it. There's like, is there's no lock on option. So your, ca- your camera is always facing forward. And if you're attacking someone behind you, it does not change to, accommodate for where you're going you are just attacking off screen and that takes a little bit of getting used to you have to be incredibly aware of your surroundings like i know there was three guys behind me i know one of them had a giant shield so i know i need to be careful as to where i'm attacking but that just seems limiting for the sake of being limiting if that makes sense like there's no like quick way to snap the camera there's no quick quick set on the camera like if you're facing somewhere you can't automatically snap the camera behind you Mm -hmm. and i assume that's like a a tone choice
1: but it's something that took a lot of getting used to for me too and i i think it is intentional but i'm not sure of the intention like it it increases the difficulty of combat and it makes for fairly cinematic combat so maybe they made sacrifices for like to make it feel more sim- cinematic than gamey it but makes a lot of sense yeah, I'm not really sure. The the other thing I think they did sorry. that a few times and like I have a theory about like both the foxes and the birds that I was talking to Alex with. Mm-hmm. And I I think my theory at least is that the the foxes and the birds were the compass mechanics as they were doing user testing or development and then eventually they decided on wind like being the thing cuz it worked the best. Mm-hmm. And so they just kept whatever work they had on foxes and birds for like <laughs> discovery mechanics or something that makes sense
2: uh speaking of going back to the camera i i I don't think there's a way to turn off motion blur and i fucking hate motion blur i cannot stand it Mm. it's like the first thing i turn off every time it makes you feel it makes the camera feel even slower and more sluggish than it actually is and i feel like you lose a lot of like the cool vistas and like the cool visuals when everything turns into this smudgy mess when you turn your camera but the only the the other and and I mean, what am I trying to say here? I, I still love the game. And, like, these, I think, are minor criticisms. They're things that I've, like, learned to get around. The other thing is, um, I've, um, within, like I said, I've only, I haven't played that much. But I immediately noticed a repetition in buildings. Uh, the inside of, like, every uh like settlement that you've come to like i very quickly figured out like and and i believe alex you even kind of touched on this earlier when you were like when you go to a place with a bird you know exactly where to look because everything felt a little copy and pasted which it's Mm. a huge game so i really can't fault them that much for that it's just something that stood out to me But other than that those are my
1: spaces are much more impressive than the indoor spaces exactly like i don't think any of the indoor spaces i've even noticed like with the exception of one or two set pieces that were very on un- very purposeful like yep hmm.
0: um if uh if we're talking gripes <laughs> i think my biggest gripe and the the first one i could think of off the top of my head um There are all these places that you can crawl under or crawl through and like hatches and shit. And
2: I can't wait for that to come into play later in the game. I'm really excited when they use those mechanics.
0: That never happens. (laughs) Uh, Like they, it, it, the way that the game teaches you to play in terms of like mechanics, those kinds of things never come into play or Or very very or very like it's like a one out of every 1000 situation
1: yeah and you can choose to use them it's just that like mechanically there are better choices almost always right
0: it's it's like if i want to be stealthy i would never climb under a building i would climb over it Mm -hmm. which is way easier and less like jarring because when you crawl under things you go into this weird first person mechanic yeah and it's like you can't do anything other than crawl whereas when i'm like on a roof i can still jump i can still use my use my bow so like it's limiting and i i never found a situation where i was like man i wish i had crawled under this building
2: it's kind of like i was saying earlier when this game feels like it was like plucked out of like 2014 2015 because that feels like a very like batman arkham asylum mechanic where it's like there's different like channels under things and like hatches you can go through and batman had like mechanics where he could like pull people into them or like pop out and like and like hit people not so much in this game from the sound of it
0: right i i was waiting for the time where i would be able to like crawl under one of those hatches that leads into a building and i could like stealth assassinate someone through it but no dice
1: yeah yep and the i i do think the batman arkham games are an apt comparison as far as like most of the mechanics go Mm -hmm. um it definitely feels in the same i don't know like genre as far as like general gameplay goes uh to the batman games yeah um it i think that the combat in this game is more proactive which i enjoy um versus in batman you're very much like analyzing and then reacting to a situation Mm -hmm. and this you can do that but you get to analyze and then like impose your will on the situation (laughs) like you're you're powerful enough to do that like you don't have to you know and maybe that changes at the higher difficulties but at least in the current difficulty that I'm playing on, which is just normal. Yeah. same. Um, have Have do totally you guys just do whatever? Like
2: speaking of the the combat, do you guys um, find yourself switching between stances a lot, Alex? Uh, yeah, so I, I, absolutely. That's what that, I was. That's actually
0: ask. what I was just gonna talk about. So for for the listeners, um, as you progress through the game, you learn different sword stances. So you start out with stone stance. Um, And each stance is good against one specific type of enemy. So stone stance is good against sword fighters. Water stance is good against shield fighters. Uh, I don't know if Dwight cares if i say what the other two are good against
2: well i assume because there's like spear users and bowmen so i assume that they're good or like large heavy characters maybe okay. yes yeah, that's so, what i would assume
0: so, wind stance is good against spearmen mm-hmm. and moon stance is good against brutes which are the ah, big the heavies nice uh there's nothing good against archers except for a well, sword they die so they said so die so they're easily. basic bitches that die so easily <laughs> you just chop them up yeah. um so there's four different stances that you unlock just through general progression of the the game. I unlocked all four stances before I finished the first area. I'm willing to bet uh, that's how I'm headed
2: at this point too. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: I think Brian did too. I think yep. that's that's how the game, Plans I think about, it was intended yeah. that you would have all of them by the time you finish the first area so you could like get a get a uh, handle on how they each work and when you're supposed to use them yeah Um, the
1: whole first area feels like a tutorial to me even though it's like it's not a traditional tutorial it's giving you space to test out mechanics however you want yeah
0: so so like like brian was talking about in terms of the stances you get to analyze a situation you look around and you go the first guy that's going to hit me has a shield so i swap into water stance which i love how easy it is to swap stances um my biggest issue was a personal one that just took some getting used to i would hit the trigger and then immediately hit circle and every once in a while it wouldn't have gone into the like slow-mo thing where it's like Mm. you want to switch stances so i would be like why didn't i switch into water stance but that stopped happening later in the game because i just got used to it takes like a millisecond, too. Yeah, you get trigger. used to the flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you see a shield guy coming at you, you switch into water stance, and then you can use your abilities to break that guy's, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh,
1: stamina or stagger or whatever. Stagger.
0: You can stagger him, and then you can fuck him up. So, it's all about like taking all that information in analyzing who's going to be the biggest threat and then like swapping stances. So I was constantly swapping stances based off of who I wanted to fight next in a group fight. It was just like, well, there's a brute right there. I'm going to go into moon stance. And then the next guy's a a spearman. So I'm going to go into wind stance. I, I loved how easy it was, how intuitive it was and how rewarding it felt like because it's so much easier to stagger enemies if you're in the right stance yeah you
1: can <laughs> you can dominate them for sure Yep.
2: yeah yeah it's like a two hit thing when you're in the right stance versus like six when you're not because yeah. for a while i only recently started i still only have the two stances um right. stone and water um, and so I can't even stagger some of the the uh, enemies. Like I can't I'm I can't do anything against spear guys or the brutes yet. But like for a while I was like I'm just gonna stick into water. Boop. It, it was more fun for me. I, I like the way he he looked better with it holding it over his head as opposed to the yep. classic samurai stance. And I was like I'm just gonna stick with this. And but I've recently started switching more and it's a lot more effective. And so it's something yep. I'm gonna have to put some time in because. I hate parrying. I'm not very good at it. So it's, I, I'm much better. I'm more of a, a dodgy boy. I don't know okay. if that's from uh, all the dark souls that I played, like right before I played this, um, but I do not like parrying that much. So oh. I, I more <laughs> zip around and then hit people from behind.
0: That's funny. Cause I'm, I'm definitely a parryman. man. Yeah. I love, I love parrying. That's like, that's my go-to in terms of defense.
2: I, I do not do it. I don't, I don't find it a waste of time, but I just, don't want to t- to take the time to get good at it
1: got it yeah i i think parrying in this game feels particularly satisfying because especially with perfect parry yeah you you get the slowdown effect and instant kill perfect dodge so, baby yeah perfect dodge <laughs> is great too
0: perfect yeah. dodge is pretty great but i'm all about that perfect parry and oh man it's fun to listen to people talk about like different play styles for this game <laughs> yeah i like um what what were the first few ghost weapons you unlocked uh dwight
2: uh kunai is is on purpose correct that's the one that you have to get first which i ended up using or i I use a lot more than i thought i would because typically when i play games like this i don't usually use much of the special weapons like with batman it was literally just like punch dodge punch dodge punch dodge i wouldn't use yeah. i would rarely use yeah. like batarangs or anything like that but in this yep. i found find them incredibly effective so I've, i unlocked that one and then i unlocked smoke bombs which i've used zero times and i unlocked smoke bombs yeah okay, they're supposed okay. To, and, and then i also unlocked the wind chime which i have also used Ooh. zero times. okay but, you,
0: you unlocked the i think the last two that i unlocked smoke oh, bomb cool. and wind chime same because i yeah. i went I went kunai, black powder bomb, sticky bomb.
1: I went, yeah, I went kunai,
2: sticky bomb, black powder. Um, I think that, that also says a little bit more about play styles because, like, now I can throw it down smoke and, bomb. and dodge. Yeah. Yep. Which I haven't I, uh, done.
0: <laughs> I love kunai, and I always will. They 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 were like my bread and butter in this game.
1: One thing I was very pleased by is that both similar to the way that i was continuously surprised by the aesthetics of the game with both the stances and the ghost weapons i was consistently impressed with how useful all of them feel absolutely Um, it's sort of amazing like even the smoke bombs which were the last thing that i unlocked i was like ah these are gonna be like whatever like i don't really care about them i'll probably never use them Every once in a while, I do get in a situation where I'm like, this is perfect for a smoke bomb. And like, you'll use it and assassinate four people yeah. and then just feel like a god. That's, because that's it's like, was, yep. yeah, it's incredible. Like,
0: like uh, when you when you level up for, I mean, I mean Dwight, you could, you could tell this from looking at your trees if you haven't already. When you level up ass- assassinate, you get to a level where you can assassinate three people at a time. So with one smoke bomb, you can then assassinate all three people that are right next to you with three triangles. And it's so satisfying. Like there are points in this game where they intentionally overwhelm you with enemies because you're like in these big epic fights that are all about story. And having the smoke bomb on hand to just, like, throw on the ground and then assassinate everyone around me was just so cool.
1: And it feels very cinematic, too. It's like, I mean, like, and that got, that feeling kept getting better in the game, too. Like, it already feels cinematic where Dwight is. But, like, later on, the missions themselves change to, like, combine those feelings where you get to... It, it asks you to do more complex things right but at the same time it's asking you to do more complex things and and your skill is like rising to meet it in a cinematic way um and it yeah it it's been very like satisfying to see how well that's been done like i have not hit a moment in that game where i've been like ah this was like frustrating or cheesy or like you know how most games have missions where you're like i can't believe i have to like escort this asshole for like yep. 15 million years you know like it you've had i've had escort missions and i have not yet hit one where i'm like this is just a complete wall to me right. like at, at the very least if i find them frustrating it's like oh it's because it's introducing me or trying to teach me like how to approach this type of situation in the future and like yeah
2: those type of missions are traditionally like the you know like the, the bane of most people's Uh, experience Uh, i encountered Mm -hmm. one where i had to protect somebody and the way that the game conveyed that that person was either about to be harmed or that i needed to go and protect them at that moment was so refreshing and so like it made it not feel like a chore it was like i was i was over fighting some people and all of a sudden ding a little thing popped up and i was like oh shit i have to get back to him but at no point did it feel like unfair or like all of a sudden just like something comes out of nowhere and just killed the guy that i was trying to trying to protect so um i'm not dreading an escort mission in this world which is a big thing to say It it
1: helps that most of the allies that you come across are just extremely capable (laughs) characters. Like, you know, they, they make them very dangerous on purpose. So, you know, it feels great
2: to have them around most of the time which is a big plus. So you guys are talking about this being cinematic, Um, not to veer into spoiler territory or anything like that, but uh, does this game follow like a cinematic three act structure? I know there's three areas. Is it broken up into that type of a a situation or does it, it, is it more or less?
0: It literally says, as you go into each section of the map, act two, act three, like it's, it's a three act structure um the third act is a lot shorter than the first two um the first two are very long like i would say i probably spent 30 hours in the first two areas each and then the final like five hours in the last area because
2: is it because it's that much smaller or because you're so powerful and Uh, have more movement options that you can get around i think
0: I think it was a lot to do with it being smaller and there being like nothing to do other than story. There are a lot of, there were a lot of places for me to explore like for question marks, but I was just like, at that point I was like, I can mainline the story and do all this later um, because I was so invested in what was going on. Um, The, the end of act two is a, like hour and a half long mission where i i wasn't ready for that because normally missions in this game are like 15 maybe 30 minutes yeah um they're very short very easily done um even like the side missions that you do for like lady masako or whoever they're just uh they're short but there's a lot of them and then when this one started they're like you're about to start a long mission and i'm like yeah whatever you guys think is long isn't that long <laughs> and it was like 1 a.m and i started <laughs> it and then it's like 2:30, and i'm like oh that was a long mission <laughs> well damn um, that's funny but yeah it follows a basic 3x structure there are a lot of scenes that like surprisingly hit me really emotionally um this game is real heavy in every aspect of it like even the side missions have gotten me like real hard um it's definitely not upbeat <laughs> for anybody that thinking that some, for that some a reason classic
1: was- samurai movie would be, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: The classic feel-good samurai movie. Um, it definitely feels like a samurai movie. There's a lot of emotions involved in it. I I loved the story. I'd be very interested to hear your take on it, Dwight. Whenever you do finish. Um, but man, I I can't remember the last time I ate up a game so quickly. Control. That was this. That was this. Like. There, this much you know there's just so much to explore and everything and i just devoured it
1: yeah in in terms of story just generally speaking like i have also been very impressed with how well they developed their relationships with the other characters because like uh when i started the game i was not a huge fan of like yuna uh at all really and i was like totally on board with lord Shimura. Mm -hmm. um and then like as you go through the missions you know like and the bow guy for example like i was like oh bow guy like you're pretty cool i'm glad to have you on board and like as you start to go through the missions you're kind of like it it subverts your expectations a little bit in a nice way um where like yuna has grown on me a lot and like i look forward to missions with her
0: now
2: Yeah. um She's so. the one trying to rescue her brother, correct? That's like yes. her main main push.
0: She's trying to rescue Taka, her brother.
2: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't found him yet. He got taken away. We'll get there though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Wait, what? <laughs> I said there, maybe. There there have been some um so one of the things I really liked about this game is the subtle like world building that it does. So like you'll you'll come. So the idea behind it. This isn't. I don't think it's a spoiler. If it is, you guys let me know. But the island that you're on is being attacked by Mongolians. Yeah, uh, it's literally in the opening scene. So uh, as you're like riding around, you're seeing some of the influence of what what is going on in your homeland. And so you'll come across like a, uh, a a guy on a mountain who's just sitting there and he's not moving. And it's like, why? What happened here? Why? What what caused this? Where did this come from? And what's going on? And it's just like these subtle environmental storytelling beats that if you're paying attention to uh, it, it's really expanding on the world and really making you sympathize uh, or empathize with what is going on f- uh, for the characters. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I liked it. You get that a lot. Like that
1: struck me most when you see some of the beach scenes where the Mongols landed or like, Ooh. you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Cause like you you'll see like the, after effects of that and same with like towns that have been attacked like settlements or whatever Mm -hmm. that have been attacked by mongols um they they can be super impactful depending on you know where you are in the world and everything um yeah that stuff is great uh in general i i have appreciated too even though i'm not like huge on collectibles like unnecessary collectibles um, the Mongol artifacts and the Sashimono banners um, have both been refreshing in that they they give a little real world context to a game that sort of romanticizes um, the, the period and kind of like all that stuff. So I'm appreciative, and every once in a while I'll go through and just read a couple of like, you know, the Mongol facts and like right. that stuff is just like a nice generous touch like they didn't have to do that at all like they could have just let the mongols be faceless like you know shitheads mm-hmm. but they, right. they they do a good job of like trying to make them feel like this was a real culture like you know this is
2: I, i'm really interested to see more of what the the main villain guy does because he has been really charismatic and really interesting to, to see he's like a a really imposing and cool presence whenever he's on screen like yeah. it's never been like there's been a couple like once it's done this for me where like it cuts back to like meanwhile back at the ranch like what is the bad guy doing and I'm not like ugh. As opposed to like when we were, I was like playing Destiny 2, and every time it would like cut back to the bad guys, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) But this is like, I'm super involved or I'm super interested in seeing what's going to happen and what this guy is going to do next. He has a real, like, I don't want to say wild card, but he is like, he is an unpredictable, like, force of nature behind him. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
1: he's fascinating for sure. Yeah.
0: He's a great character. Yeah. Like, I, I'm hard pressed to think of a character in this game that wasn't three dimensional in some sort of way that made me feel something like some of them I hated, but I feel like I was supposed to hate them. No, not necessarily supposed to, or but but I was supposed to have some sort of reaction to what they were doing based off of my inner morality. Yeah, and- or how
1: you feel about Jim as you
0: right yeah, yeah it's it's very interesting how every character you come across it can like elicit some sort of reaction like that and i i found it very enjoyable to a have those reactions and b see how those reactions changed over the course of the
2: game for sure nice
1: um is there anything else that people have not covered that they want to like Uh, i know the things that i really wanted to talk about i think we covered well which was aesthetics and how surprising the aesthetics are um, and how well the mechanics come to mirror that In that like as you're playing the game you continue to discover ways that the mechanics layer together that is so much fun to play around with
0: um i want to talk about one more thing and it is how stupid i felt when i realized that there were two things that you could do from swiping on your uh your touchpad and it, i was like 35 hours into the game before I, no i knew i could play my flute and i and i knew i could summon the wind i didn't know that i could bow or that i could put my sword away
2: <laughs> sword away is right right like sword
0: away is right and bow is down
2: i, I, I haven't bound yet what did, what does it do
0: it makes you bow
2: but like does it do anything <laughs> game wise
0: so so something i learned in like my last hour of gameplay because i was trying to get all the trophies um there are specific points in the game where you can bow there's a picture of a man bowing at certain landmarks and if you bow there special things will happen mm-hmm. um i didn't know about that my entire playthrough and i found a, found out about that later and it was fun to run around and go find these places and bow and see what cool shit would happen.
1: Yeah, they sort of create little scenes or vignettes, it yep. seems like. It's not like anything crazy.
2: If I'm not mistaken, too, uh, there's like a frog statue at one point, And if you play your flute in front of it, it starts to like rain frogs. No, that's oh. a bow. That's oh, a it's bow a bow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh.
0: If you bow in front of it, it like a thousand frogs <laughs> show up at your feet. and they are i don't
1: think i found that one yet
0: they are glitchy as fuck and it's hilarious (laughs) because they all like turn at the same time and they all turn in 90 degree increments (laughs) so like if you're watching it it's just like it's hilarious because i
2: found that statue or what i assumed was that statue and i played my flute in front of it and nothing happened and i did not know about the bow until Mm -hmm. you just brought it up so thank you for reminding me
1: i'll have to go and find it with my with my best boy headband. Yes, uh, yes. Speaking of, I guess aesthetically, uh, I know Dwight's not that far yet, but oh. what how are you dressing up your
2: uh samurai? Tra- traveler's clothes right now. I've only unlocked two outfit okay. or three outfits. I've got the the starting broken armor, traveler's clothes, and I have the bow armor. Um okay. from the Tadio or Yes, T armor. Um and I the first thing I did when I found the merchant that sells clothing is I went out and I picked 15 flowers and I bought the big hat. And I loved oh, it. Nice. And then when I went to the south, I found an even bigger hat. And now I'm wearing <laughs> that. It like covers my entire, like it droops down it over your entire face. Yeah, it's the lampshade with the, um, like there's like slits for the eyes and the back's got a little crack in it. I yeah. love it. And that is, I'm not taking it off. It's so cool. <laughs>
0: I need to show you guys how I had my guy dressed up. Well, Brian's (laughs) hot. I I need to show you, Dwight, how I had my guy dressed up for the last, like, two hours of the game. (laughs) Wait, did you go through
1: the final cutscene like that? I did. I did. Uh, I I played
0: the end of the game like that, um, and I couldn't take anything seriously. Like, there's these super emotional things happening on screen, and I'm just cracking up. Because my guy, you look he was, like
1: an asshole, he was
0: basically wearing a wicker basket over his head like, not even a hat, it literally went down like to completely. his neck and just like it looked like a beekeeper's mask, but just a wicker basket. It's
2: that's funny because I know there's an option for like remove masks in cutscenes because there's like those yeah. samurai masks that you can wear, but it does yeah. not affect your hats, which right. I assume is what yours was. Right. I, I don't, I,
0: I had i had it so it removed my mask so while i was wearing this wicker <laughs> basket i also had a mask on that had a huge mustache
2: <laughs> so was it poking like, out um,
0: and it was poking it, out it clipped through it the clipped, basket yeah it clipped through the basket so you could see like this it was like a white yosemite sam mustache <laughs> like coming out and it was hilarious when i wasn't in a cutscene, and then when i was in a cutscene. The, the mask went away but i still have the hat on so you couldn't see my face facial expressions none of that so
2: it's too funny uh
0: that was my preferred look <laughs>
1: nice i um i'm currently in the the ronin attire um white and red like flowers uh and the uh the for the katana right now i have like a tealish red uh, katana case which is my current pick of choice because it matches the best head headband in the game which is the
2: frog headband Ooh, a frog headband uh, I'll, i haven't gotten a, that one it's yet. like a
1: it's a teal and red headband with a frog like right in the <laughs> You know. I th- I
0: think it's I'm a the frog. headband of perseverance. Um, it's from a haiku.
2: Yeah, it's a haiku one. I, I think o- it's perseverance. My only issue with headbands is they're not a giant droopy hat, so I can't wear them.
0: Yeah, I <laughs> I mostly tried to wear hats when I played the game, but I really liked the headband of fear which was like a red and black uh, headband that matched oh, with all the
1: crosses on it. Yep, with okay. the crosses on
0: it. Because I liked to wear like dark clothes. So I would wear like, I really liked the Kensei armor with like a- mm. whatever the black dye merchant sold me. I wore that for a long time um, with a black and white uh, katana skin. It, it all kind of went well together. And then I found my uh, wicker basket, and I never looked back.
2: <laughs> Why would you? It's a good question. Uh, right. So is there anything else anyone else wanted to touch on talk about? Brian, you, you said you hit everything you wanted to. Alex, I think you did too. I think
1: hey. I got everything. I mean, I'm just impressed by the game and really glad I picked it up, and I hope other people will get a chance to enjoy it. it it's yeah, definitely I... a recommendation from me.
0: I I guess the last thing I should say is I was originally not planning on buying this game. Me either. I, uh, I kind of looked at it and I was like, man, uh, like it really reminded me of Sekiro from just the looking at it, and I was like, man, Sekiro definitely wasn't my kind of game. So I'm probably gonna pass on this, even though I love like feudal Japan and samurai stories and stuff. I was just like. Eh, it's not really for me then i ended up watching a guy that i i like to watch stream it and i ended up talking to him about it and i was like man maybe this could be for me so i messaged brian because for some reason i saw this game and i went brian definitely has this i didn't (laughs) even know i just went there's no way brian didn't get this so i messaged brian and i was like hey brian like you know what kind of games i like do you think i would like A ghost of Tsushima and he was like I don't know if it's really for you like x y and for x y and z reason and I was like oh well what about and we we ended up entering a dialogue about it and I was like okay he kind of sold it to me without realizing he was selling it to me and I was like okay I think I'm gonna give it a shot and he's like oh okay let me know what you think and then he ended up watching me I think he watched me play it basically from the beginning yeah, for, and, for,
1: until you got somewhere in the mid-second act and the, right. dropped out for spoiler reasons
0: and like uh, i i can't speak to his experience but i was really really happy with the game like immediately i just like i picked up on how to play it and loved the play style and i was so happy i got it like immediately i was just like this was absolutely worth it so If you're hesitant about the game, I think you should definitely give it a try. Um, It is amazing. I think it's the best game I've played. Uh, No, uh, I was looking back on games that I played that came out this year because I wanted to call this game of the year. And I think it probably will win game of the year, but Half-Life Alex is still my game of the year.
1: (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, it is funny that despite it being... I don't know it feels sort of like a slim-ish year there have been some heavy hitters like yeah like Final Fantasy 7 remake I had so much fun
2: with
0: same
1: um, you know and this game same thing like it's just been
0: yeah. cool
2: Animal Crossing uh Resident Evil yep. 3 um, yeah there's been there's been some good games that have come out this year absolutely half-life Alex like you said
0: yeah um okay. so yeah i think that's it for yeah. yeah if we didn't
1: say it like the general comparisons would be like if you enjoy um like the witcher 3 or the arkham games or like red dead redemption i guess like any of those breath of the wild ish yeah, yeah breath of it, the wild to an extent like it's it's in that same game it's and crazy it does it well.
0: It's crazy, like, people that listen to the podcast will know that I ripped Red Dead Redemption 2 when it came out. And it's crazy how playing this game reminded me of all the things I really liked about Red Dead Redemption 2. And almost made me want to go back and play it. And no. I and I might I might go back and give it a try. I think you won't Just, like it. I, I don't think I'll like it. But I think uh, I should, you know.
2: This game is a video game. Red Dead Redemption right. is a simulator. Like that's uh, like the two a big. <laughs> it's a what horse riding simulator. Yeah, it is. Like that's like the big thing with this because like Red Dead is like you go into a room and you open up a drawer and you search through the drawer, you pick up something and you and you slowly turn it around before you 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 look at it before you put it in your pocket. This is like yeah. you walk into a thing, ding 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 ding, and you grab like four or five different stuff. And like same thing right. with like the horse. Like there's <laughs> how many times have I uh, jumped off my horse up um up a mountain. Or up like a plateau thing, and then like I walk forward a little bit, and then I whistle my horse, turn around, and it is teleported up there. Uh, Red yep. Dead would not do that. It, this is like yep. a very, like I said, video game, video game. It is not trying right. to simulate anything. It is, uh, it, it completely breaks the rules of immersion in that sense.
0: Yep, I th- I think it took I think it took a lot of cues from what Red Dead did with its open worldness. And just made them more user friendly and just good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like like I said, I I did it did remind me a lot of like riding around in Red Dead a few times, and I was just like, man, maybe I should try that again. But then I would ride through a forest, and I I would go through trees like the tiniest tree, I'd go through it. Whereas Red Dead, I'd flip off my horse and die. And and that that was one of those experiences I, where I was like, oh right, this is just a better game. I, I
2: specifically was trying that in this game, and like I ran into a tree on my horse. Nothing. Like I just like right. it. Just like I just it just was running into something, and it was an invisible wall that would kept on hitting me, and that was really it. Yep. Yeah,
1: it it's super kind to the player, and I think it gets that from, like you were saying, Dwight, not trying to simulate something, but it's trying to emulate the heroic feeling of film and it just gets out of out of the way of the player as a result which is nice yeah you know just yep. lets the player be what they want to be I so absolutely agree. this
0: this uh this game gets no refund stamp of approval
2: absolutely i would 100 percent agree uh also brian's well you're part of this you're you're, you're you're the fourth member you are a resident um video game expert we will say
0: and board game expert
2: <laughs> and board game expert i agree so that All was right. good um uh this was a really long preamble so you guys ready to begin so i can count us down and do the introduction oh yeah i absolutely. didn't do that at the beginning so okay so yeah, sure. uh,
1: i mean are you gonna cut the pre-show stuff so just so we don't
2: embarrass ourselves absolutely not this is how we we're ending the episode
0: this is the oh. end of the episode yeah. so, yeah. so
2: yeah. five four oh. three two one okay Bye. Um, <laughs> bye <laughs> oh uh, bye uh, <laughs> but seriously um you can email us at no at gmail.com uh we have uh facebook a discord and instagram no one's on the discord uh, an instagram a uh da-da-da. yeah that's it facebook discord instagram I'm and on the email discord. brian is on um, yeah, the discord I, i'm also on the d- i mean discord. i'm on it too and i was like i've been posting hey the episode's out but that's really it anyways uh thank you all for listening uh this is kind of an impromptu little uh minisode but uh, i think it turned out great and we'll see if we do more of these because it was a lot of fun a deep dive into a specific topic we haven't done that in a while so yep all right well thank you all for listening brian thank you so much for uh taking more time to uh pop on in and oh, sure and expound um, with us some more
1: Thanks for tolerating me on your podcast. Also, everyone should go and listen to the episode on Power Rangers and Beauty and the Beast if you liked
0: this one, because it's
1: similar in a lot of ways.
0: (laughs) Is it? Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Dwight. I, keep an eye on if there's an uptick in, in downloads I, of that specific. I, mean, they, I still haven't listened. It was to a deep episode.
1: dive on two topics, I guess. But it is a deep dive. If you like a deep dive, there's a couple episodes like that. Sure, no, I, I think
0: the our our real deep dive episode, like specifically, would be our It episode because we did an yeah. entire episode on it,
2: on movie, TV, and book. Like, right? Yeah, we did. We yeah, deep dove exactly. that. And I think we also Tiffany and I did a relatively deep dive on the room and disaster the room and artist,
0: disaster artist, yep. So yeah,
2: um, and Captain Marvel. Like we did a sole Captain Marvel episode, the two of us. That was probably the one that was sim- most similar to this episode. Um, I, I was on I the Captain Marvel movie. episode. Were you? No, the the one where Tiffany and I. Oh, we, was we talked that? about the movie Okay am I thinking uh, Maybe I'm just thinking of Wait. the room Where we recorded before we went to it And then we recorded when we came home from it Wait
0: was, was I not on the Captain Marvel episode? I, I might not have been I didn't actually. think you were I
2: think the Captain Marvel one Tiffany and I recorded um, Like for a half an hour before going to see it And she was like This movie's gonna suck I'm gonna hate it I'm not looking forward to it oh, And then when we came yeah. back when We literally did a, a debrief as soon as we got back I don't think you were there
0: Yeah that that's, doesn't sound familiar Yep it's just Tiffany and Dwight.
2: Well, that answers that.
0: Oh, I was on the Wonder Woman episode.
2: Bra-na-na-na. That was what it was called. Cool.
1: So should I work. do the intro?